0: Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations and Tarot Medicine for your highest evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so sorry this episode was a few days late. I got back from California and uh, just took a moment or two to adjust, and this is the first moment that I really had to record this intro. And just two days late, not too bad, but I know that, um, and it's sweet, but people really don't like to wait. For these episodes, <laughs> so thank you for your patience in advance. Um, I don't have any business today in terms of like announcements or anything, um, so I'm just going to get right to it, because this is an extra long interview, um, mainly because my guest and I had such a fucking great time talking. Um, my guest for the podcast this week is Nicole Majewski. Um A lot of you listening to this podcast might know Nicole already. And you might know her from her Instagram, which is Big Mouth Tarot. And if you're not following her, like stop the podcast and do so immediately. Because what Nicole shares on her Instagram, her insights, her medicine stories regarding the cards, her interpretation, her way of living these cards is all her own. Deeply resonant, incredibly medicinal, and I feel in the world of Instagram tarot readers, exceptional. Um, she's an absolutely exquisite writer and it's been an immense pleasure to get to be following her <clears throat> and watching her deepen and enrich her shares on that platform through the last few years. It's been gorgeous, but you might know her from there. You might not. Um, Nicole is a a Twin Cities-based tarot reader, um, St. Paul, to be exact. Um, She is a queer tarot reader, a Reiki One healer. Um, She offers tarot readings out of her home, online, Skype. She also works out of a Twin Cities shop called The Future, which is run by an incredible woman named Lacey, incredible person named Lacey. The Future is in South Minneapolis. Um... Nicole is a graduate of the Brooklyn Fool's Tarot Journey, the online tarot journey, taught by Jeff Henshaw, my friend, Trash Canyon. And she's also a former student of mine because she did my online course not that long ago. Um, Nicole is incredible. Um, she brought so much richness to this interview. Um, we had a hilarious exchange about... <laughs> um, readers being based in certain cities. I apologize jokingly, of course, in advance to anybody who gets their feathers ruffled by that. Um, you, when you listen, you'll know what I mean. Please don't take it personally. It's, I, I we're making, and this will make sense later. Nicole is actually in the beginning processes of creating a tarot directory because we spoke a little about a bit, a little bit in our interview about how, um, there are certain spots, certain cities where we're not aware of any um, tarot readers offering anything and our awareness um, cannot be the deciding factor. There have to be incredible tarot readers out in every city, small or remote as they may be, who are doing beautiful work. We just don't know it. But in the beginning of the episode, we did go on a little bit of a deep dive around that. So again, where Nicole is taking this beautiful step and hopefully we'll have a link to show folks in the liner notes, but um, yeah, it was more funny than anything else. But we spoke quite a bit about her tarot journey and about representation, about um, about integrity, about her coming to her own medicine. It's just a it's a, a beautiful interview, and I'm very proud and very excited to share it with everybody. Um, and I think I might just patch you over to Nicole and um, everything about how to work with her, how to follow her, how to keep up to date with her offerings is all in the liner notes of the podcast. Um, I'm really excited to connect with everyone next week. There's going to be a really beautiful, really beautiful episode um, about the queens of the tarot, as well as the spring equinox, which is our first kind of hit of in terms of a big solstice day on the wheel of the year thus far as well as um a little bit on the mercury retrograde that's upcoming and a little bit on venus retrograde and all the things so yeah i'm really excited to share that with everybody um yeah i think that's it uh i hope everyone is hanging out in these really deep piscean waves okay we just have two more weeks of this (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm very much looking forward to aries as i've mentioned 400 times and uh but appreciating the medicine of the waves but excited for the fire so anyway now that i've gotten on off that tangent i give you my interview my conversation with nicole Mayevsky. i hope you love it and i hope you have a beautiful week Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, deep conversations and tarot medicine for your highest evolution. Boy, oh boy, have I got it! <laughs> I have, have. I mean, this is this is a very epic moment. I like will admit, I feel epic about it. You feel epic about it. My guest this week is someone who um, I have deeply wanted to have on the podcast from the very beginning i've adored her for so long she's in my house from minneapolis i am pleased honored delighted all of the things heart exploding to welcome nicole Mayevsky, aka big mouth tarot to tarot for the wild soul
1: welcome wow um uh I don't even know what to say I do have to correct you I'm in St. Paul and I okay word I only correct you because St. Paul seems to get um not much love like it's seen as love them as the kind of elderly slower Mm. definitely less fun of the two cities so St. Paul St. Paul
0: isn't that where um isn't that where Mary lived isn't that Mary Tyler Moore lived? Like the the Mary in the show? Oh yeah yeah
1: yeah. Minneapolis, there's a statue for her in Minneapolis. Oh okay, but you but know she who... came from St. Paul, didn't she? She like oh. moved. Oh, I've never watched an episode of that it's a, show. It's excellent,
0: but I understand why you wouldn't. I'm like an old grandmother, so like this is like what I watched. But continue. What were you
1: gonna say? I think Melinda's from.
0: Minneapolis you know suburbs, because I we'll remember listening
1: yeah, listening to the podcast, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, does she ever come back to the Twin Cities? Because <laughs> she should. <laughs> Please come back. We need more of a tarot presence.
0: Oh, man. Well, you, I feel like there's an incredible one growing because of you and Lacey. Like, I feel like it's on the map. It's beginning to be
1: a scene. I think so, too. When I first moved to Minneapolis, that was hmm, three nearly three and a half years ago, oh, wow. um, I would look into the community and we have like Megus, which is near the U of M campus that has mm. been there for decades. Present moment, that's been there for decades. Mm. Um, Eye of Horace, that was the shop I first went into, but yeah. it never, there was never a space for I'll probably get shit for this but there was never like a, a space that i felt comfortable in like I did, they were yeah. all older spaces they yeah were all there's pagan, a big difference centered mm-hmm. and i feel like my friend lacy who opened the future mm-hmm. hi lacy uh she did such a fantastic job that's and so great that space is wonderful and i have another friend that um is talking about making a space in saint paul's awesome in the, like years from now um and I think that would be wonderful. Um, but I f- definitely feel like a scene has started to grow. Mm-hmm. And um, there's definitely been this surge of readers like showing up at a brewery, at a market, um, mm. doing charity stuff. It's just this wave now that has come in and it's been welcome. But at the same time, I think people in the Midwest are skeptical. Like they're not as open to... These experiences, they don't know what tarot is. And I'm hoping that hopefully we can educate them a little bit and kind of give them a little taste. I hope so too. You know, it's it's interesting that you're saying this because
0: I recall a really dear friend of mine who I also want to have on the podcast, Michelle Mayor, who is an amazing tarot reader based in DC. <clears throat> and I remember we've had several conversations and I'm sure this again no disrespect to anyone from the, the, the District of Columbia area because I I love that area and I'm sure that this does not represent everyone but I remember us having a lot of conversations where it seems to have the same um journey like in terms of there being a like a pretty um core base of folks, like I can imagine you and Lacey representing that area, like a very core visible base of people in the D.C. area. And like the 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 occupants are just like definitely on a very specific journey to getting to know and recognize the worth of such an investment and um, like even a very low investment of, mm-hmm. of that. Like it's, it's um, very – it sounds very similar. It's interesting how certain – areas like regardless of where they are geographically can sometimes move through that journey, you know. Oh yeah, I've talked to
1: people where I feel like the hotbeds for tarot are the coasts. Yeah. Definitely like Brooklyn and then you you see a lot coming out of Los Angeles yeah. and San Francisco and I feel like being in the Midwest mm. Like my partner and I have taken trips to Chicago and even trying to find oh, there's nothing. Yeah, there's I'm nothing. I'm gonna get try- so
0: much shit for that. But like, if if there are Chicago readers out there, tell me because I don't know any. Continue. But we've
1: we like we've looked and I feel like I'm wonderful on like at going on vacation yeah. and looking up um th- like specific things that we yeah. wanna do. And I've looked it through Chicago, like I've asked for suggestions mm. through Instagram, whatever, and I've found nothing. And again, I don't want to get shit for that either, but... Yeah. um, I'm actually realizing, I know two amazing readers from Chicago. That
0: uh, um, Aaliyah Walston and Grace Devaney, both are women of color, and both of them collaborate together and do something called Two Young Crones. And they're incredible, but they've only, I think, I'm sorry um, to both of you, Grace and Aaliyah, if I'm getting this wrong, but I feel like both of them have just started to be like, I'm offering readings and I'm doing gigs and here I am. Did you travel there? No. Because I don't have, I don't have anybody there. I don't have any kind of discern. Again, I feel like we're going to get a lot of feedback for this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) But I want to be, I want to be proven wrong and I want to know.
1: I want to know too. I want to go see you when I'm in Chicago. Me too. Because I always have such a great time and I want to, like support you exactly and to tell well, other people about you i remember
0: when i taught at Housewitch, everyone you know comes from boston you know mm-hmm. whatever everyone um so many people were like there's no boston scene at all at, and that was like three years ago and i'm sure that one has deeply bloomed but it's just interesting how like i even feel like I mean, I I would love for you to tell me. I feel like other than Casey Zabala, I don't know one Bay Area based tarot reader. Uh, her and the woman who did Lioness Oracle deck. Like I don't know anyone. I
1: swear I've
0: heard <laughs> or I'm, I'm like I'm Casey because you know oh. Ka- she did Wanderers Tarot. Yeah, amazing, and she's in San Fran, but she's the queen.
1: I feel like of San Francisco tarot stuff. Like I truly. Feel like there's- I feel like it's been on the map, or on the map more so than. I want to know you now that we're having this
0: conversation. Like, what the fuck? Like, we should know if you're out there, and if you know someone out there doing deep, beautiful tarot work anywhere in the, any of these cities that we <laughs> there needs to you be mention. a tarot directory. There needs to be a tarot directory.
1: Like, Maybe I'll this, take that on. I will. This needs like, to happen because yeah,
0: it does. Because we want to support. Yeah. Sometimes it's just hard to find those people.
1: Um, but okay. Yeah. You moved there three and a half years ago. Where were you before? Where are you from? I am from Green Bay, Wisconsin. i Which it. is a... Um, oh, a... Yeah. I love Green Bay, and I hate when people talk shit about Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am allowed because I was born You're and from raised there. there. I'm from Jersey, um, so I understand. But that. it's a like my my background was very. I had two extremely hardworking parents, mm. um, parents that were never emotional. Mm. Um, like I, they were not. Ne- they weren't emotional to each other. Um, you could barely tell that they were married. Um, And I just came from a very, like, stoic, hardworking background. Polish and German stock. Mm -hmm. You go to church on a, like, Sunday. Um, You graduate. And I was going to be that kid that went to college. And because I was, like, an honor student, had a 4.0 GPA, I was going to make something of myself. And then I went to college for psychology i guess this is kind of like launching into my birth story almost in a way yeah, go for it um but Your i went to birth story college for psychology and i thought like i'm gonna be a psychiatrist i'm gonna wow, do a it psychiatrist. i'm gonna do it and wow. i got through my degree and i just I you was have like, a degree in psychiatry It was like college But I I was going to go on that track. track. Yep, I was going to go to- I wanted to go to graduate school. That's incredible. And I got to the end of my my program, and I just- I was like, no. I do not want to listen to people's problems. I don't have- I don't know. I was very- During that time, I was very selfish. I'm not the- Oh, my goodness. The amount of emotional work I've done and had to explore to get to this point now Mm -hmm. has been enormous because who I was at 21, 22 years old, I was very self-centered. I wasn't compassionate. Um, What I thought was a loving relationship between two people was very much. It was what my parents had, which was next to nothing. So I like knew nothing. I was just this very cynical person Mm. um, and very jaded, not into healing work, not to tarot, like not into anything metaphysical, Mm. nothing. Um, And I lived after that, I lived in Portland for a little while, which is another hotbed for tarot now, it seems. It's amazing. And after that, I lived here in New York. Um, I did an internship at Bust Magazine for a little while. It's uh,
0: amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: I only did one for three and a half months. I am in an issue. What issue am I in? I can't even remember anymore. But I'm in like an issue. I have a a photo. It's in badass. There. Um, and after that, I moved back to Green Bay where I met my uh, partner Leah, and we kind of we worked on a. After that, we went, we went to North Carolina and we worked on oh. a organic farm down there in Winston oh. Salem, um, like Tobaccoville area. And that's amazing. Yeah, like we we were on this farm for six months, just for this growing season. And as a queer couple, I expected us to get shit down there, and nothing. It was like. <gasps> It was very respectful for the most part. Um, I'm so happy to hear that. And it was on the last night that we were in North Carolina, the owner of the farm, Isaac, his wife, Holly, like we went out to dinner with them. We went back to their house. We had some wine and whatnot. And Holly was like, I'm going to get, I'm like, I'm going to pull some cards out. Like, let's, uh... you want a reading? Let's do this. And it was a Russian folk deck. And it's not like a traditional tarot deck wow. at all. Um, but it's basically squares. And you just lay them on the floor. And I think it's like four or five rows of six or something. Mm-hmm. And you turn the pictures. Like there's a half of an image on each side. And you turn them so that they create an image. And whatever that image is, you go to this book and you... What? It's supposed to tell. It's they're supposed to be like more like fortune telling. But I am here for it. Oh, oh, so. So cool. my partner goes first, and they have six, seven matches, and it was just unbelievable. It was like turn, like t- turning of the cards every which way, wonderful. And even though some of the news wasn't the greatest, it was. I was just amazed. I was like, that's so many connections. And then when it came to my turn, I had none. I had absolutely nothing and I was I want to say disappointed I was I was like what is this like what is like you're telling me like there's nothing Nothing? like there's nothing for me here there's like not even like financial downfall like there's just nothing (laughs) I'm just I'm just I'm like stagnant (laughs) And I think that moment just really sparked this interest in me of mm. like there's stuff like this out there. Wow. Like I'd always known tarot existed. Yeah. But that was the first time I'd ever had any sort of cards pulled for me in that manner. And even after that, you would think I just would have run like run out somewhere and bought a deck. No. Mm. My partner and I then moved to Connecticut because they got a position with the food corps. And that year was just a garbage year for myself. Yeah. Um and after we moved back to Green Bay for a short time before we moved to the Twin Cities, I went to Appleton, Wisconsin, where there is a store called Win- wait, Windows of Light, Angels Forever. <laughs> Do I, I have that right? Windows of Light Angels Forever. Anyway,
0: what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> that's an incredible name
1: it's it was always and i remember as a child driving to the mall if you live in the in that uh, near greed bay or um traveling down to the fox river mall you would always see a billboard for it and it was funny because it'd be um oh my now i'm just like wait what is the name again windows of light angels, angels forever forever is it Angels? yeah Sometimes I get the wording mixed up, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much there. But you'd see that billboard, and then you'd see one for Bean Snappers Strip Club, <laughs> and you'd just see the two of them Bean like right next snappers. to each other, and you would always know where you were on your trip to Appleton by seeing those billboards. Do you
0: know, I not to interrupt your story, and I apologize, but I do feel, I'm feeling a, an intuition to, to interject and to say that um, I had the lovely fortune of um it's like pretty much the only like really fancy thing that i ever experienced growing up my grandparents had a house in the outer banks um which is where i got married but we took the one route to get to um from new jersey to the outer banks every single summer and there is i bet you some people know it there is on a certain route it's in like deep virginia this billboard that is the most it's literally an image of jesus on a throne with all these people around him like damning people to hell like with a pointed finger and this like evil look you know like jesus looks in the movie carrie and like it is like a sad scary jesus and like souls underneath him like (sighs) being like no and that's like i would always know like we're about two hours out Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, this mile marker. And it was like for church or some shit, but it was unbelievable and hilarious. And I've never forgotten it. And when you do things like that, billboards do become this like ritual. Oh, yeah. um, This like part of the fabric of that. But I don't know why I felt the need to pause you for that. But please continue. (laughs) So you're Um, in
1: Appleton. But I'm in Appleton and I just knew I'm like, the Rider Waite Smith deck is the deck I'm supposed to buy wow like that's that's it knew it that's the that's like the number one that's the most universal one and I bought it and I can't even remember if it was my 28th or my 29th birthday probably had to be my 29th birthday um I was down in the living room and I did the Celtic cross spread like this was the first thing I did with that deck and I'm doing it, and my partner's there, and they're like, what does it mean? And I'm looking through the book, and I'm like, I don't know what this means. I have yeah. no idea what it is. I took a picture of it, um, which was one of my first Instagram pictures, and I just remember my mom yelling, because we have a split-level house, and my mom was just selling, what the hell are you doing down there? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just reading my cards, Mom. And she, she... she's just such like such a character when it comes to me doing tarot um even her trajectory when it comes to being very skeptical and making jokes Mm. about it I can tell her about it now and she's amazed she's amazed and I think she's almost just like in shock of what a community like what um, yeah community there is yeah surrounding this work and but from there like we moved to the Twin Cities and I was one of those people that wanted to be certified. I'm like, is there a certification process for this? Like being yeah. the Virgo that I am, I'm like, get me into the school. Get mm-hmm. me the books. Get me the materials. <laughs> what do I need to do to get certified? Yeah. And I'm sure all the readers have come across this, but I came across so many websites that look like they were made in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I came across certification processes where they wanted you to pay 500 and some dollars. Mm-hmm. um and then i came across the brooklyn fools mm-hmm. and at that time they were only doing the in person sessions jeff was only doing in person and i got like i emailed just like hey have you ever thought about doing mm-hmm. an online course because i would like I live here there's nothing here for me and I've saw this and I feel like this fits the bill like this yeah. is what I want and I got an email back from Bacara and oh, yeah. she and like we've never spoken or anything but I feel like this is very true to her spirit she was like oh you don't have like one there create it mm. make it do it yourself And I'm like, I can't, like, I don't, I just (laughs) want to be told, like, show me what I need to do. Yeah. Um, and I just, I bought, I bought books. I bought 78 degrees of wisdom. Mm -hmm. I bought, oh my goodness. I would like, I think Paul Quinn's tarot for life. I love, um, I bought holistic tarot. I bought so many books. About it all. And my partner was like, I'm really happy you have this new hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also thought of it too as a hobby. Like, I'm going to be into it for six months like I was into French. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and um, I was even thinking about this when I was on the bus on the way here. Like, it's like it, when Alec Baldwin is making fun of Tina Fey's character in one of the first episodes of 30 Rock, he's like, oh, you, like, you know, white liberal women that take Mm -hmm. up knitting every year and then put it down and pick it up, like, the next year. (laughs) I almost thought to myself, well, this is what Tara will be. I'll be really into it for six months, and then I'm just going to put it away, and then maybe in a year I'll pick it up again and then just put it away. And I just started studying. I filled, like, a notebook up. I started doing spreads for friends. Um, I did stuff for myself every day i i did the tried and true of pulling a card every day and writing down Mm -hmm. what like i took i would take out all my tarot books that i had and i'd write down the definition of that card or like the main points from that card that struck me and i would write those all down like from five books every morning before i went to work and that was it like that's how i did it and Mm -hmm but then it so happened that (coughs) jeff offered brooklyn fools online Mm -hmm. and i was part of his inaugural class for that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah it was just so great learning through him and meeting the other students um through that course and around this time too you were doing like tarot challenges Mm -hmm. jeff like jeff did a brooklyn fools one um I felt like that first year, year and a half, I really just submerged myself. I, it's the f- first thing I did in the morning when I drank my coffee. Um, I don't know, it, it really lit me up and it really mm. shifted something in me and it was, it, it stuck. It was, yeah. it was the thing that stuck. I didn't let it go. I still haven't let it go three and a half years later. it's, yeah. It's here. My relationship has ebbed and flowed, but yeah, I still I still do it. Wow! And now you're like a professional. I mean, like you're doing it. Yeah, I, I'll say this. Um, I'm a profession. Well, I don't even know if I consider myself a professional. Um, I'm a I'm a reader, but I also have to hold down a day job.
0: Oh, of course. Oh, I, yeah. But there's, like, people can book
1: with you. Oh, yeah. People like, can yeah. yeah, people yeah can yeah. book for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I just yeah. like to throw it in there that I also have a day job because I want to say it's when you and Sarah spoke about um, mm-hmm. people doing tarot full time.
0: Yeah.
1: And there shouldn't be any shame about having a job and then Zero. doing tarot on the side. Hell yeah. I, I wish there were more people that talked about their day job, too. It's... Yeah. Um... I serve at a restaurant in South Minneapolis, and I work there four days a week. And I do t- I do tarot when I can, mm-hmm. when I'm not burnt out. So and I got started on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I love, too, that you and Sarah spoke about um, how there are some people that can't do tarot full-time. And yeah. I think I'm really having this moment where I don't think I can do tarot full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Zero. I mean...
0: I'm having a moment where I don't think I can do it full-time. Like,
1: that I'm moving
0: into a space of... So, my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, you, you just... It's like a relationship like everything else, and
1: I don't know that I can do it full-time. I don't know that I want to. It's very... Even as much as you guard yourself, as much as you it's create these boundaries intense. for yourself, it's... You're seeing people oh. that have so much... That they want to pour out of themselves, and that yeah. they want to fix or alter in their lives, yeah. and you can't help but take some of that on. or
0: You know, I'm gonna linger. I'm gonna say something that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in a little hot with this one. So just prepare yourself. I'm here, <laughs> slightly sarcastic, but I am gonna come in hot. I am really tired, controversially or not, of seeing the rhetoric that I do often on Instagram, it's with very specific people, but I see it enough for it to really make my blood boil where there are people who will say like, I see five, six, seven, eight people a day, five days a week. And I never feel tired because every time I do a session, it's for me too. And I get filled up and that might be true. Like I'm not negating that. But I doubt it and I'm going to come out and say that because every session we do is a session for us too, but there is still an exchange of giving and receiving that unless you are really, really seasoned, it's very hard to strike that balance and not everyone is blessed with the constitution or the nervous system or the means or the health to sit nor should we want to, like, nor should we necessarily want to, like, part of the reason that I don't think I want to do tarot full time is because I'm starting to get, not there yet, but I'm starting to get like, oh, I have a reading. And every time I feel even like a hint of that, I just sweep my schedule. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I have to back, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take some time and see where I'm at because that's not anyone's fault it's not even my fault. It's just really important information. But I just find that there's this very odd, um, like, I I don't know, like a, a very odd attitude with some people that I've seen in the spiritual community, not even all the time tarot readers, but just people who do this work. And there's just such a like, bullshit thing placed on this idea of doing it full time. And it's like, I don't even know if like, cause I'm someone who like real talk in the beginning of my career, that was really important to me. And I was incredibly insecure and very scared that the floor was going to drop out under me in every moment. And I'm very ambitious. And so I just like went for it. I didn't fucking think about whether or not I was tired. I don't have any money. Like that was my job, you know, like, and I, it, it's, it's a, it's a privilege now to be able to say like, Ooh, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to step back and I'm going to see what I have to do. And there are many reasons for that. But I, any, time a brilliant reader comes on this podcast and has the, such as yourself, such as Sarah, and has the freedom and the the willingness to say, like, hi, like, I have a day job, and I give beautiful readings, and it comes,
1: and it goes, and it flows, and like, fuck, you know? Oh, yeah, and I felt very insecure about that for the longest time, because I, I took it as almost, um, almost like a sign that I shouldn't be a reader. yeah. Like I've been doing this work for three and a half years and I can't sustain myself yet by doing this as a day job. Like there must be something wrong with me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's only something that I've felt more comfortable addressing and just being like, you know what? It's all right. I don't like, I'm perfectly fine. I don't have the energy to be hustling all the time. I don't have the energy to put myself out there. Um, I I want, like, I'm finding that I do, like, space in between readings because yeah if I do an event and I'm doing reading after reading after reading, I kind of get in this zone where I'll look at a card and I'll just see it the same way throughout all these readings yeah. and I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I feel you. Like and that. I want that space for... Reflection. Yeah, for and reflection yeah. and for me to maybe look at that card from a different way and to yeah. just put my deck down um but. there's
0: there's so much shame I think and there there just is there's a lot of shame in spiritual work from oh, yeah. the over culture and from other people who are in shame but don't know how to talk about it which is why I still have a lot of compassion for the people who are like I can see six people five times a week and be okay and there was a time when I could do that there was a time when like I was capable of that physically but I was also, like, completely ignoring, like, all aspects of my self-care. Oh. <laughs> so, like, you can do it, but that doesn't mean it's to be done, you know? So, but there, I guess there's
1: some people who can do that, and God bless them, but... I don't even think I could, I think I'd be wiped out, and then they I have, have a, to. I have a pug, and I'm like, <gasps> wait, I'd, she'd be going through so many jars of peanut butter. <laughs> I'd have to give her so many bones with peanut butter on them and put the baby gate up. and Yeah,
0: it's it's a huge oh, pain. It's a
1: huge pain, and I don't know.
0: You know, you said something else that I really wanted to just go back. There was so much that you shared in your tarot birth journey that was so gorgeous, but I wanted to pull one thing out that you said and just like, I don't know, cheesy as it may be just really like... um Reflect on and uplift, which is that you knew your deck and it didn't come to you. Where, like, I feel like that's another myth that's like you have to be given your deck and there's this whole ritual, and everyone's ritual is their own, you know. And like,
1: I think you addressed that too with um Tess. Oh, yeah, because we, I just think it's important to always, oh, like, yeah, you know, because you're,
0: you're such a brilliant reader and like your marriage with that deck. You know, and with you work with the Aquarian as well. Oh yeah, right? the
1: Aquarian is my home deck. That's yeah, the one where if I'm doing deck. an event, I'm like, I take the Aquarian with. Yeah. Um but I also when I looked up Tarot just tarot anything, I was met with like you need your deck to be given to you. You need yeah. to wrap your deck in white silk. You need yeah. to do everything this way. And it was It was really jarring because Mm. I'm like, wait, I don't want to enter into this, like, I don't have, I don't have time for this, like, I don't have time for this, like, shit right now. Yeah. I'm just exploring this, and like I said before, I was doing this for fun. Like, I had no intention of turning this into a serious practice. I didn't even know that it could be a serious practice like I entered tarot from Mm -hmm. a very like just very open like let's just see what happens my Mm. arms are in the air like yeah like like Forrest Feemster says like let go let God like let's just see what happens (laughs) and (laughs) let's just do this and I bought my deck and my partner realized the the shame I had of Mm. of buying my own because i still held held on to the idea of well it will be more legitimate if mm. if i am given a deck and so my partner bought me the spirit speak Aww. deck for me and then for every like every holiday season has always bought me a deck oh. like bought me the slow holler bought me the crystal oracle the best. um and it's like I'll buy my own decks now. I have sure. no shame. Sure. Um, but I also think another myth or something else that I was reading online was uh, that everybody seemed to have like a lineage. Yeah, and you like don't a have tar- to. Uh, Like a tarot lineage. Like I don't have a witchy mother. I didn't have a witchy aunt. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Like I had nothing witchy in my family yeah. background at all. Um, and I, was, I didn't know any Wiccans, Pagans, like nothing. I didn't mm-hmm. have any of that. And it was, I felt like an outlier for a while um, mm-hmm. until I found the Instagram community that I'm surrounded with now. And everybody was sharing their stories. And like I, I was washing dishes last week when I was listening to you and Tess and they're telling their story. And I'm like, I'm so happy they're saying this. <laughs> like, I am so pleased because we need to dispel Normalize. all these myths that you need to have mm-hmm. and i even have people like i'll be serving brunch to somebody and they're like oh no, you're nicole big maltero right and i'm like yeah i am and they'll just say i want i like i want to start getting into tarot does somebody else need to buy me a deck yeah i'm like no you can just like you just go totally you go for it yourself. yeah i are like well, what should i look for i'm like pick whatever one you like, whatever yeah, one calls to you. Right. If you want to like really, I'm, I'm a big fan of still starting with the Rider Smith for the, you know, great for it's the important. symbolism. Um, but I just feel like we need to keep talking about how you don't need to follow this particular journey. Tarot is mm-hmm. a very, you do you. Yeah. Energy. Um,
0: it's been an interesting personality test because, there there is something about me that is as true as the fact that my name is Lindsay, which is that I don't care what other people like. I've I've always been the kind of person that's like, I don't care how you did it. I'm gonna do it how I'm gonna do it, like always. Mm-hmm. That level of independence. Like I have a lot of respect, obviously, for lineage and appropriation and like a, a lot of it, but. I've never been at all the kind of person who sought out or felt that I needed, um, like a teacher for anything that was magically based. I was like, this is mine and it comes to me in my own way. And, and it doesn't mean that I'm too good or too proud because I have a very rich relationship with my mentor who sort of came through in a random way. And, um, but I just don't like there's something of like a chutzpah to me that I'm just like, I don't care. Like I'll learn what you say, but then I want to turn around and ask myself what I think. And I think that it's it's so important and I've and and I I empower anyone that I teach to do the same. I'm, like take in what I say, and then I recommend that you challenge ever, all of it because oh, yeah, for it's sure. still being filtered as clean as I try to be through my lens. It's still being filtered through Lindsay and it can't possibly be the end of the understanding of the card for you because you're you and you're going to take it to places that no one else. But I feel like not everybody is comfortable with that because I also feel like tarot in this way that's sort of hard to verbalize is a tool that everyone who uses it feels like because it is their relationship with is so unique and special that there's a kind of a unique heartbreak that can happen when we see someone who can share the same thing that we've always thought about a card. And it can be like, Oh my God, like initially there can be a feeling of grief about that even Mm -hmm. while we can celebrate the other. But I just think like the more you do it, the more it's like, thank God, like there's all these different opportunities for people to hear receive through all these different lens views and lens points and how great that nobody ever stops learning this like how great exactly you know and thank god not everybody comes from a because i'm the same way i'll come from one fucking i got some intuitives in my family who didn't know that they were intuitive like at all um I don't come from anybody witchy. I'm the it. <laughs> you know, like, like totally it. So I feel you. But thank God, like, what, who would speak to, you know, it's like, I feel like it's just like there's something for everybody, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, I'm all into, like, when people ask me questions about my practice, I'll, well, I even taught a workshop where, everyone was asking me questions and they were like well how do you like what's your ritual and I would tell them my ritual and I'm like in no way do you need to do it the way I've done it like people will shuffle cards and I know um I think you cut you cut the deck into three yeah I just roll yeah for today I do yeah yeah um but for me, I have to do like this crazy big kid shuffle where I have I have to have a table. It has to be like a certain I get it like size so I can do this. But I'll put the cards down and I just kind of like wave my hands mm-hmm. and they're they're mixing like crazy and for me I have to do that shuffle, yeah, to feel like they're shuffled. And be- just because I do it doesn't mean you have to do it. Mm-hmm. If it feels good for you, you want to give it a try. Wonderful. Um, and who knows? Maybe in a year I won't want to do that anymore. Yeah, because it's always but changing. It's yeah. always changing, and I don't know. I love Tarot for the very you do you aspect to it. That's so
0: amazingly. You're gonna important. hear me
1: say that all the time. Let's it's talk. Late. Like when we get to the Queen of Wands, you <laughs> do you. Like, it's yeah, you happen. do you.
0: Yes. Ah. Oh my god, I love talking to you. This is so great. I feel like you're you're dropping so much medicine. We. We don't know where any tarot readers are from in certain cities, but we're... We're going to get that directory down. We're going to get that directory down. You're dropping so much medicine. Um, I love your story. Um, it's remarkable. What I would like to shift to is... Um, so you are unique with some of the people that I have done podcast interviews with because you, and in case anyone doesn't know this yet um like you're welcome you write some of the most epically like heartbreakingly beautiful posts about the tarot and and do it in a way that is both poetic rooted in theory but always a medicine story always some aspect of how you have looped down and come back up with knowledge. And it's just like you, like, obviously, there's such a, such a gift to be able to take that experience. And so uh, as someone who follows a, a multitude of readers, you have always been unique in that in your in the beauty and in the generosity and in the abundance of the writing. And it's, it's it, the offering is exquisite. Um, and I'm curious, I guess, where did the relationship begin to develop for you around? Cause it seems like that was somewhat my relationship too. that while I was starting to like just baby step it like into like readings and stores, I was starting to do like little posts on mm-hmm. Instagram Um, is different. But I was just curious, you know, about your story, because I feel like that is, I've watched you grow, you know, in terms of visibility, and it's completely tied to the beauty and the gift of your and the, the clarity of your channel with your writing. And I'm just curious, like, where did How did that organic process start? Where all of a sudden
1: you started to feel moved to share like that? Mm, um, I think I wanted to share. Well, like as I was saying, when I graduated college, I'm like a very selfish person, wasn't very compassionate to people, Um, and that really started when I met my partner, Leah, and they really got me out of my shell they were somebody that was Mm. like you like you can't shut down
0: you feel that
1: like I can tell you feel this way why aren't you talking about it Mm. and they would really like pull that thread and just it took probably like years of just you know trying to crack me open in a way that I've never been cracked before like I had you know I grew up with parents that yeah, didn't talk didn't talk didn't ask me how I was feeling if I was crying I just went to my bedroom and I cried and neither one would check up on me it was it was just this I had years of um like years of all that pain and hurt and emotional shame to kind of sh- dig through and Leo really kickstarted it and then when I met it when I like put tarot with it it mm. was like this another it was this another piece it was this explosion um, and I had to give tarot that credit I had to do it and yeah. I think also it sprung from frustration because I would come across Instagram accounts and this is no disrespect because people you have the right to share what you want to share you can, can be as vulnerable as you want to be mm. but I was reaching this point where I was reading it and I would read the description of the card or someone's, an aspect of their day. And for me, like, I, you know, I appreciated that, but I wanted more. I wanted to, I wanted to find a common thread. I wanted to look at another reader's feed and page and have these shared experiences. Mm. I kind of, like I'm a I'm an introverted person a Virgo sun Taurus rising Sagittarius moon and I just got to this point where I'm like I'm not into small talk. I yeah. want I want that heavy I want that mess. I want these connections with people. I want this connection with my deck. I basically mm. surrendered myself to tarot when mm. when I when I realized it wasn't just going to be for shits and giggles. I just threw it all in there I just let myself be burned and I just decided to share it and when I first started sharing some stuff I had a coworker that said to me in like a very disrespectful way like like why would you do this I know everything about you now and I thought to myself what's the shame in that like mm-hmm. what's wrong with you knowing this yeah that's like, right it's there's nothing wrong with me feeling this way and mm. like there's nothing wrong with going through a shitty like year nothing wrong with no. feeling lonely um nothing wrong with having a terrible relationship with your father and trying to navigate that <laughs> um, as I've as uh, some people have seen on my feed but i'm just trying to normalize These thoughts and feelings and to show people that they're not alone, that I go through it too, that I'm a work in progress, that I'm still dealing with this shit, you know, two years later or whatever it's been with my dad, but I just, I don't know. I have no, I have no qualms about being extremely vulnerable for other people, for myself, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of throwing my emotional, like sometimes I feel like my emotional boundaries I've just thrown to the wind, but um, it has never come back and done me wrong. I've never had somebody say, I wish you didn't share that. Um, Instead, I've just had people message me or comment and say, I've gone through the same thing too. Thank you. Or thank you for talking about how you feel like you are an imposter. Thank you very much. Or mm-hmm. thank you for talking about how your you haven't felt the need to sit down with your deck in a month. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. I yeah. I have no. I don't know. I have no problems with it. Does that
0: Does that answer your question?
1: Fuck yeah! It answers your okay. question. <laughs> I want well, to
0: make sure. Well, it's beautiful because it. What you just shared is gorgeous and and. Is really moving to hear, especially given your story and your relationship with your parents, because it almost feels like there's this beautiful reparenting, like oh, allowing yeah. yourself to be who you've always been, express it, and be received by people who can receive you and to give up. Like, I'm, I really resonate too. Like, I've never thought about like, not sharing some of, the, I've never thought about like, ooh, should I share that on my Instagram? It's like, happy to do it. Like, oh, you yeah, know, I'm like, happy. Like, I might revise it to 10 times, it. Yeah. But, but I'm gonna, happy to do it. I'm going to do it and, and I will. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm not here to not be raw, you know, so I deeply, oh, yeah. I don't want to do, that.
1: like, I certainly have, I certainly pull cards when, when I'm at a brewery or, you know, just like a random time and it, it will be not tied to anything serious in my life. Like Mm. I will, I share those times too. It's, I don't want people to have the impression that every time I post, it's this like outpour of emotion. But I have like, if I pull a card and it really strikes me or it's tied to something enormous that I'm feeling, I want to share it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I feel like, for me, and I've I think you've spoke of this before, but for me, some of the best ways I've learned some of the cards is pulling them during very traumatic parts. It's and times of my life. The only way that I've ever oh it's my like God. the only reason that
0: I know the tarot intimately is oh, because yeah.
1: of that. Like because of my shitty year in Connecticut and Mary Kay Greer's Twenty One Ways to Read a Tarot Card. I know the Tower inside and out. Yeah. And I can appreciate it in a way that I don't think I would have if I didn't have that pairing with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I always love to ask people this, and before we move on, I just want to say again with regard to your Instagram and like all the medicine that you share, just like really offering gratitude for your service because it's such beautiful tithing and it's it is a healing. Like anytime anyone reads it, so everyone follow Nicola Big Mouth you. Um, yeah, well, um, like your Instagram will be blasted everywhere, so oh. everyone, everyone follow you. Um, what card, if any, do you feel like you're
1: transiting through right now? Um, I'm. I'm definitely going through a big sun moment. Tell me everything about that. I'm. This has been my year of really. Of me really examining and reflecting on every aspect of my life and seeing it clearly for what it is. Mm. And either being like. Just kind of shrugging my shoulders and being like, all right, time to scrap that and move on. Or. Mm. I need to investigate this further. I know that might sound vague, but the best way I can describe it is for my birthday, um, which was back in August, I just had the Aquarian Tarot and I just pulled a few cards and I just had this urge and I've never done it before, but I just went through the whole deck. remember you posted about that. I asked about every aspect of my life. I like work. I always ask about work being Mm -hmm. the Virgo that I am but i got into friendships i asked mm-hmm. about friendships with particular people i just kept pulling i asked about my family my partner i kept like pulling clarifying cards i just went through it all and i felt like i was really having a sun moment because i was just kind of shining this light on mm-hmm. everything and just seeing the state of my life and since then i've i've taken actions i've gone through a friend breakup because Mm -hmm. of what I got from that birthday spread and just my feelings leading up to that um I've really tried in terms of my work in tarot I've really tried to investigate all the all my feelings just my goodness regarding imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. um my abilities as a reader I've It's been this year of just such work, but work that I know I need to do, work that I have felt has been coming, um, and just feeling, I don't know, like this clarity. I love it.
0: I, it, it makes me want to ask you a question, which is what is your like card of the year? personally do my, you know do you know it
1: like my numerical card of the year
0: yeah like your birth month birthday current year
1: oh i know i've done this when i do it for you okay Tell me. this is live august 24th okay so you're eight two four two
0: zero one eight chariot well that is lovely that's great yeah because i love the
1: chariot i mean what's not to love well i had my i threw a tarot party for myself
0: (laughs) it's amazing this was
1: i was this had to be a year and a half ago i i felt so wonderful about my tarot trajectory at that point I had, like, I done like, my... I remember that. I saw oh, that on Instagram. I had made my website. I had had business cards. Like, I just made them on Moo. And mm-hmm. I was just feeling wonderful. I felt like I was being supported in this work. Um, this It's around the time that I really felt like, all right, like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to give readings for free and say yes to everything. Like, I'm actually going to try to whittle it down and, you know... Mm. you know pay myself what I feel like I deserve at this point still being a student and I'll always be a student but I um, I threw myself a party and it was called I'm the chariot baby and I love that I asked my boss if I could throw the party in my workspace and all he said was yeah just make sure it's clean the next day and it was it and My partner made food and all these people showed up. Everybody was super supportive. I had a giveaway, like, I raffled Mm. shit off. And that raffle, I was like, I was so amazed. Like, people just gave me stuff. I'm like, oh, I'll give you like readings for this because you gave Mm. me that. And they're like, no. Like, I just want to give it to you. I just want to give it to you. I appreciate the work you're doing. Like, I don't know so th- I have really I have a really um wonderful relationship with the chariot so yeah. I'm happy that is my card of the year that is beautiful like well,
0: I and I asked that because a lot of what you described I'm in a tower year and a lot of what you described about your work in the sun right now is very similar to what I've been feeling in my year with the tower um It's given me, I've always really loved and appreciated the tower, but it's given me this whole new understanding of, like, how ease and grace is completely possible in the tower. Like, even when you're tumbling, it's so possible. And you do, I've had about a million tower moments, true tower moments, since, like, pretty much January. And every single time, I just let them run through my nervous system and recenter me my life is completely different and we're not even in march and i can say i've moved through certain things quicker this year than i ever have before just seeing 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 so i was curious if you were also in a tower year
1: well it's really interesting being the chariot for this year starting in january because right before like five, or no, seven hours before the new year struck, I found out I was a scholarship recipient for this uh, women's workspace oh in Minneapolis called The Coven.
0: Magnificent. And
1: I didn't think I'd get it and I got it and I was like, oh, this is such a great way to like end 2017, mm. enter 2018. And then I had received your email about being on the podcast a few days after that Aww. and I thought this like okay this is wonderful this is like let's just see where this takes me yeah and since then I feel like like I had two days at the future that sold out I've done a women's prison book charity event um I'm doing a charity event for a sexual assault center in minneapolis now that's coming in april i've got accepted into this huge like women's market on international women's day on the march 8th i just feel like even without me putting any effort in or what i feel is a lot of effort Mm -hmm. i'm just being like i'm on this ride and i'm just i'm saying yes to what feels right and what doesn't it's i'm just letting that kind of fall to the wayside You know, it's so fucking beautiful because it truly is like if you're doing if
0: you're I think if we're doing whatever we want to say our quote work is and everybody's got their own work, if you're busy in that and it's a part of your deal to let tarot be an organic part of the offering in the midst of your work, there really is nothing you have to do other than like say yes, you know, and Mm -hmm. I really I really believe that and that's yeah I really resonate with that and then you know some people have different journeys with it but I love hearing all the proof that all this expansion can come in without any kind of quote hustle
1: like capitalist style hustle and I was like in beginning of December I had pulled the ace of wands and the ace of pentacles and I was waiting, like all month, I was just waiting for that magic to happen. Yeah. I was just waiting for something to just fall in my lap. And it, I just feel like it kind of, like it gave me a taste of it with the, with being accepted into the coven mm-hmm. and it just kind of carried on into 2018. It's beautiful. And it's just been, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've I haven't had to put an insane amount of effort in, and I've just been rewarded with mm. all these things that kind of just just confirm like, hey, like you're doing the right thing, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in this moment, um, and that's great. It's fucking beautiful. What card,
0: if any, do you feel like you're in a learning process with? So. I asked this question because, and I've never actually been explicit about it, why I ask people this. Because everybody assumes, I think, that I, or the people who come on this podcast are like masters, and it's not true. Like, you're always learning. There are still cards in the deck that I, like I said even in my training, like you heard, like, I understand this card intellectually, and I have an idea of the of the largesse of it but we don't have a personal relationship yet like I still don't really understand how it fully clicks in um yet even with the sole understanding of it because there's always like and we can have repeat cards that come up that you technically know what it means but it's not reflecting in quite the way that you learned it and you're like what the fuck are you doing here oh, so i I always like to find out where my interviewees are in their journey with that.
1: I there are moments where I don't take out a guidebook during a reading with somebody else, but when I do my own, like personal oh, totally. readings, I'm that. Per- I like I'll have those five guidebooks still out. Um, <laughs> I've gone through periods where the Hangman has been your stalker. Has actually not my stalker, but when I've when I would see it, I'd just be. I would just think to myself, like, oh, like I have to get the book out for this because as much as I try to sit with it, I get nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have a very elementary understanding of it, or like, I I can I can tell you what it means, but for this moment, I can't expand on it. Yeah. Um, I've been through that with the hangman. I've been through that with the moon. Um, and how? Oh, and how with that one? <sighs> the temperance. I think every major I've gone through a period where like there were, there was a good year where I was like, high priestess, I know you inside and out. Um, Like I got a pomegranate tattoo for the high priestess and the empress, like the two of them I knew inside and out. And there was the, uh, like not even too long ago, a month or so ago, I looked at the both of them because they had both come up in a reading and I just had like a, a blank. Wow.
0: They just kind
1: of, were, they weren't available to me in the way yeah. that they had been available in the past. Yeah. But I think, I want to say the most recent might, have, might be the Wheel of Fortune. Because that was always just a card that I felt was above me. Mm. With its symbolism, with just yeah. everything. I just felt like even taking your class, when you were describing it, it just it's, nothing was able to click yet. Yeah, like I could I totally hear the words you were saying. That. I'm writing down my notes, but it's it can't get in until it's in. it couldn't get in. Yeah, and right before I came to New York, I pulled a card. Like, what is my card for New York City? I loved your post about this. Oh, thank Continue. you. It
0: was so beautiful. Thank you.
1: Um, and the Wheel of Fortune popped up, and I just remembered what you had said in your. Online class, and I just, it was kind of like a Rolodex of everything mm. I had ever heard about the Wheel of Fortune, just kind of like spun. And as soon as I saw it, I looked at it and I knew. Yeah. I was like, Wow, I have goosebumps. I'm like this is it? Like this is yeah. my card? And because I'm me, I like still brought out the guidebooks. But then I would read, <laughs> I would read phrases. Yeah. Especially in Paul Quinn's Tarot for Life, I would just read a sentence, and I'd be like, This, like that's it. Like, this is where I'm having, like, I've had my tarot journey. I've worked to this point, and I feel like the universe just kind of, like, took me by the shoulders and was like, all right, you're coming to New York, and you're going to have, you're going to find, you get to meet Lindsay back. Like, holy shit. Um, You're going to take a Reiki 1 workshop. Oh, yeah, Nicole is Reiki certified as of today. Woo! (laughs) I'm super excited. (laughs) Um, But... Like you're going to take a Reiki one workshop and you're just like, you're just going to have this very spiritual experience. Yeah. And I've just been, I've been waiting for that card to kind of click in place with me. I've been waiting to witness, um, that sort of my work, my free will meeting up with the universe. Like I've just been waiting for that and it just clicked this weekend and, uh, incredible. I love it. I yeah, don't know. it's like those moments like that in tarot where I like ne- I nearly started crying, and I yeah. thought, this is why I do it. It's it's, oh, surpri- it's it surprises me. It surprises me. It gives me these moments. It's the stuff you think of like when I'm reading for other people. It's I'm like, this is why I. read why we do we tarot. Do. Like this is it.
0: Yeah. And the the beauty of just that i love that you shared not only the card that you've been working through but how you've had a recentering of it and how that can happen and how it really is like a relationship with these 78 islands and and galaxies where you are called it's not linear learning in any way mm-hmm. shape or form not in it. because there like the thing that made me it the The thing that is so powerful about the story you just shared, like everything's so powerful about it, but like you learned Wheel of Fortune in a Wheel of Fortune way. Like you literally went. Yeah, like you were moving and moving and moving. And then all of a sudden, both met up at the same time, and just as you said, like, absolutely beautiful. But there's nothing linear about the way one learns tarot at all. And I, unfortunately, I think there's not enough room for that narrative either like sometimes people just feel like um like they know everything or they have to know everything and there's no more room for curiosity or they're too afraid to admit that they don't know and it's perfectly oh it's like the best to not know
1: i'm one of those people when i'm giving readings for other people i'll see a card and i'm like i don't know what that means for you right now yeah and I try to not put pressure on myself to have to know everything. everything. I just, yeah. I don't know, I'm trying to be very true to myself um, and my practice. And, you know, I'm like, there will be cards that I'm stumped by. There, are, there will be cards that I have to, like, take a moment with. There are cards that yeah. it's almost like I, like I have to not relearn them during a reading, but something like that. Yeah. Almost. Yeah.
0: yeah. Totally understand that. I we are over an hour in and I wanted you to share a medicine story about a card um but I'm in I'm going to ask you whether or not you feel called to do that or whether or not you feel complete because what you've shared is so rich.
1: <laughs> I I'll share. I'll share because because we talked about the queen of wands i'll share it um, but so my my card that has really come through this past year probably year and a half has been the queen of wands mm. and it has i remember i want to say last summer it was in my numinous tarot from you and that oh, has, i remember that was a good oh, one That was a good one, because I'm a Virgo rising,
0: so I remember.
1: Yeah, I was thrilled, because it was wonderful. I, like, wept when I pulled that card. Continue. I went through, when I first started reading, I never pulled the Queen of Wands or any Queen for myself. Interesting. Ever. If I did, I'd maybe get, like, the Queen of Swords reversed. Always. (laughs) Uh, And... I'm like, I "I can't even get the Queen of Cups reversed. Like, it's always the Queen of Swords. And I just want a queen upright. And for I just loved... I loved the Queen of Wands, like, from the Mm -hmm. get-go. And I wanted that queen to come through for me so badly. Um, And then finally they did. They just kept popping up. And Mm -hmm. it was always... In a very, it was almost like any time I needed a reality check in that I wasn't being true to myself. Yeah. Any time where I was kind of keeping myself in a box or caring too much about what other people thought of my practice. Um, Lindsay and I spoke earlier about how right even before I did this interview earlier today, I pulled cards for my time here, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I pulled the ace of swords reversed, the chariot reverse, and the ace of cups reverse, which was not what I wanted to see at all, and I thought, like, well, what do I have to do to, like, fix this? Like, what do I have to do so I'm not mentally blocked and, mm-hmm. like, feel like I'm emotionally stuck and, or, like, I don't know, like, I'm hindered and, the Queen of Wands popped up mm. as sort of this sign of again, you do you. Like talk mm. about what you want to talk about. Even if it's messy. Mm-hmm. It kind of go on little tangents and ramble. That's your style. Like mm. you know, be vulnerable. Like that's what you like think you do best. I don't know. It was it just is- this, the Queen of Wands has just always been there to be this sign, this symbol, this representation for me to just be my authentic imperfect self all the time. Mm. And they've especially showed up in times where I've been really hurtful towards myself, have been carrying a lot of shame, mm. feeling like I need to live up to a standard or a particular standard feeling like I need to be on this quote unquote perfect tarot trajectory Mm -hmm. that I feel like other people are on, which is nonsense because, you know, I shouldn't be doing that to myself, but the queen of wands has just always been that cheerleader Mm -hmm. for me to just, to do it, to live it, to just, you know, like, like let your freak flag fly like just do Mm -hmm. all these things that you want to do and anytime i see them i just i want to do it i want to yes i don't want to stop myself i don't want to limit myself i want to do things my own way um it's they've always been very representative around my tarot work Mm -hmm. um like you don't like you don't wanna to post today, don't post today. Yeah. Don't you don't feel the need like you have to post every day. Mm-hmm. Um, don't feel the need like to take your picture this particular way. Like that's not your style. The number of times I've um I've been ready to post something and then I've deleted it yeah. or posted it for a hot second and then deleted it because it didn't feel right, it's just been I've done it so many times. Yeah. But the Queen of Wands has just always wanted me to just know myself better, have a better relationship with myself, know when I'm compromising myself, know when I'm, I don't know, just being a stunted version of myself, know when I'm putting on a mask or a show, um, know when I'm doing something that's just not right for me in the moment
0: it's so beautiful it's like queen of one shows up for you it's your flaming skull like do you know that the vasilisa story do Mm-mm. you know that story um it's in women who run with the wolves and it's an old i i'm really excited for you to read this tonight and i'd like to hear back from you as a request i'm only, I'm only on
1: page 48 of that book that is such a heavy book that i know you have to be in the mindset for it no i, love I know it, but
0: But Vasilisa is the intuition initiation story where it's the old version of Cinderella where Vasilisa is Cinderella and she leaves her house um, and wanders into the woods and finds Baba Yaga's house. And Baba Yaga has all of these tasks for her. And there's a little doll in Vasilisa's pocket that represents in the folktale her intuition that helps her to know how to answer these questions of the crone. And Vasilisa basically, like, becomes a woman, be- or a human, becomes her fullest self while she's at Baba Yaga's house because she undergoes all these tasks, releases, like, the the hold and the love of her dead mother, becomes her own mother, and is given, like, a fiery skull that guides her back to her step-parent's house, and then the skull, like, kills them. <sighs> <laughs>
1: whoa it's this like immensely powerful So wait you're saying the queen of wands is my flaming skull i am oh my god that is not as
0: like not to obviously kill anybody but to to guide you oh like epically it's all i kept thinking about the whole time i'm gonna send you the ivan bilbin a painting of vasilisa because it's an old
1: painting like holding the skull that is some heavy stuff. I don't think I've ever thought of anything that heavy when reading for somebody else or like sitting with anybody else. <laughs> oh.
0: I mean, welcome to my world. But oh, wow. it just made me think like it's your flaming skull. It's the courage that gets that gets externalized for Vasilisa on her
1: journey back home. Like you, as her real self. When you read for others, do you see stuff like that? Like often? Yeah, always. Oh, see, like that. I love that that is your style. I am like I piece everything together or see stuff with pop culture references, I do that movies.
0: too. I do that too. Oh. I did I did a legitimate reading for someone, a legitimate paid professional reading. The first thing that I got sort of from whatever you want to call that guides and or knowing whatever was like a land before time reference. I'm not joking. And I was like, do you I remember this because the allegory was Perfect. Oh. It's all a story weaving and like whatever creates the best version of it. I, I've learned to really trust my instincts sometimes. Like I can't believe the kind of like pop culture things or like or media things like I'll get and I'll think like. God, oh. am I sure that I want to bring this no. up in this reading? I've,
1: I've <laughs> brought up It and, works. And I'm probably gonna make some people's eyes roll, but I've brought up Sex in the City. I don't know how many times. And I'll be like, Do you watch that show? I and deeply almost to that. Everybody will be like, Yes. I'm like, okay, then great, you know what I'm saying then. Yeah. Um, but also the number of times I've seen the Lovers reverse, and I and I just had a reading with this the like a couple weeks ago, but like, I, see the, I saw the lovers reverse, mm-hmm. and I thought of Julia Roberts in Runaway Bride, where she doesn't even know how she likes her eggs, because she has never stood alone. Fuck. And has never, yes. like, owned it, has never, like, she never came into her, I don't know, herself as a woman by yeah. herself, mm-hmm. and has always had to rely and lean on one of the, you know, numerous men that she left at the altar, but... This is a Julia Roberts. You need to know how you want your eggs. <laughs> how do you love your eggs? Like this is so it. It's so perfect. Um it's so perfect what you're saying. Right and now. you know, it's like such a funny like pop culture reference for such a like strong card, but oh, at been, the time it fit.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I and 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 by the way, hearing it, I'm like, that's amazing and brilliant, and I never would have thought of it. I have, I get like a lot about, I'm not even like a huge animated movie watcher, like I don't mind it, but I've gotten so much about like, I've gotten like something like Toy Story 2, I've like a couple weeks ago I remembered, I don't even remember this shit before I go into a reading and I just have a memory of something that I'm like, wow, that's the perfect example for that. And it helps, it helps, I don't, I've always been that kind of reader where I just, it's like a lot of weaving visuals for me and like symbolism and stuff like that
1: there are some life lessons in those toy Story movies I've definitely cried a time or two a time
0: or two I love Pixar I'm gonna fuck they're amazing you know what I was just thinking about the other day and actually you might be a good person to talk about this with a lot of people don't know this movie or it skipped them or whatever I I went like deep into remembering how incredible The Secret of Nim was. Did you grow up with that movie? No. (laughs) Wow. So So anything you say, it's just going to go over my head. No, it's fine. I'm not even going to get into it, but it's basically this animated movie that was released in 82, and it's so dark and so heavy, you cannot you can't believe what you're seeing. You can't believe that it was made for children. Like I can't believe I was allowed to watch it. Like looking back on it, it's so, the themes are very intense. There's like a lot of death and and it's animated. It's all about these mice, but it's essentially this like timid little mouse who through the process of the most epic fool's journey that she's made to go on, like she really goes through the whole tarot, winds up um, like, touching into her innate courage in this way that is extremely epic. And I I actually recommend every single person reading this, listening to this, including yourself, to check out The Secret of No. Because it will hold your attention. It's incredibly compelling. But I think that there are a lot of animated movies that are, just have a way of translating, it's much like the tarot. They just have a way of translating these themes across to us that
1: we never forget or can be so evocative, you know? Well, one of the last things I, s- I will say is because I know we're probably getting really crazy on time, but I feel like for for people that don't feel like they have like very traumatic lives or you know they don't have mm-hmm. uh, like drawers full of emotional shit, one of the best ways to also oh. learn about the cards is through pop culture Literature, references and absolutely. books. Like you yep. just tie it to whatever. Like I loved The Fool for the longest time, and. It wasn't until I took the Brooklyn Fools with Jeff that I, like, we were studying The Fool, and I was asked to, you know, that was my card to reflect on for the week. And I looked at it, and I was like, this is Greta Gerwig and Francis Ha. I love it. When it she's running down the street, and she's just like dancing, and she doesn't care. And the David yes. Bowie song is playing. Yes. I'm like, this is it. And so every, like also every time I see the fool, I'm like Greta Gerwig. Yeah, and you never forget those things. No, no, I don't. I never forget it.
0: And you know, to anybody who is, I, I, that that like what you just said, like to anybody who is like perpetually mystified by the court cards, like the best thing you can do for yourself is to sit down with all sixteen, read what you can. not Because I'm of your. Like, ilk, like I was just like, oh, I'll read everything and I'll teach myself and I'll do the best I can and expand where I can, whatever. But um teach yourself, read, give yourself all that you can, but then, like, go, t- like, run through your Rolodex of actors, of performers, of people that you know, of characters from anywhere, and just, like, list them. Like, who do they remind you of? Because that shit will stick with you, mm-hmm. and it will help in readings if you have this... Thing to touch back on, you know, um, this has been just the finest hour
1: and change of maybe my life. I've loved this. I've loved (laughs) this day. Um, Reiki one certified, and now this. Like, I'm treating myself to a nice dinner and a glass of wine after this. Like, sounds incredible. This has just been such a um. Oh weekend like my trip to new york isn't even done and i just feel like Mm. like i could just i could go home now like i could go back to minneapolis st paul now and be and be like i am fulfilled but no i have another day and a half that's so
0: so sweet (sighs) well nicole where can people find you they can find you on
1: instagram at big mouth tarot yep at big mouth tarot um and i do have a website it is nicole Mayevsky, so n-i-c-o-l-e-m-a-y-e-f-s-k-e dot com very simple website whatever i do distance readings um if you're in the twin cities i love doing in person i have a cute tarot room my pug will Mm want to sit on your feet um it sounds like the dream i do readings at the future in south minneapolis Shout out to Lacey.
0: Yep. She's Shout so out to nice. Lacey.
1: Oh my God, you are incredible. Um, also, Lacey, just like you, has been one of my cheerleaders. Anytime Aww. I've had doubt, like Lacey's, like you are fantastic. You deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so
0: beautiful.
1: Yeah. Just find me there. Um, yeah. If you're super shy, come into Modern Times where I work and say hi. I will serve you a sell-side hash and give you coffee and, you know. List. Sounds incredible. Oh, yeah. I want to be there myself. Well, you should come hash. to the Twin Cities.
0: I want to. One of my dearest friends, Jane, lives out there. Like, it's just like, it's it's it it will happen soon. Okay, It will good. happen soon, yeah. I will relay that back to Lacey. Good. Oh, Nicole, thank you oh, so much. This has been a dream. Thank you for bringing everything that you did to this interview. I adore you. This
1: is like off my checklist of Aww. best things in my life I don't know oh. it's just well, it was an ah, honor it's been a to pleasure. Have you you too